of facts to fight off the liberal gaslighting. You can be in the middle of a hurricane. You have sanctuary in the city of Chicago. Or you can be on a calm day. North is still north. You could be in a thunderstorm. I am angry. We are not going back. Not ever. North is still north. People can yell at you. The hell with the Supreme Court. We will defy them. North is still north. It doesn't change fundamental things. And in this business, right is still right, even if you stand by yourself. We don't get fooled again. No, no. Live across the fruited plain and from sea to shining sea, we are converting the Marxist left one hour at a time on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Well, hello, America, and beyond the Fruited Plain. Welcome home to the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Delighted to have you be part of the family today. This is your source for common sense conservatism. It's just pretty basic. We are very excited in hour number three to welcome back Laura Logan to the program. She is dropping later today on X, I believe it's later in the evening, her new documentary, the -the behind-the-scenes documentary of January 6th. I don't know if you can call it a documentary, but she is a talented lady, and uh, she's been doing some digging for a couple years now into what she calls the rest of the story about January 6th. Because I think all of us agree that we're never told what we need to be told. We're told some version of something that someone wants us to believe as the truth and we're not falling for it. And so what have we had? We've had this rise of independent journalism. And remember when journalism was always independent, when you were supposed to be independent, when it would be a black eye, it would be an embarrassment to come out of the closet for whatever side that you actually voted because it was that middle of the road. It was that objectivity, that careful thought, digging for facts, basically diving for the truth no matter what. It's not what we have anymore. So it's going to be wonderful to hear Laura Logan's voice. Again, that's going to be in hour number three of the Wendy Bell Radio program today. Thank you so much for joining us. we got lots to talk about. Uh, Biden White House trying to put the squeeze on the media to carry their water. Marching orders, if you will, on how to attack the GOP as now the impeachment inquiry process is underway. All of the shenanigans, the bells and whistles, and and the 14-page tip sheet that the White House has given to reporters just in case they need reference material to support Joe Biden and lie on his behalf. Doesn't that make you feel good about the fourth estate? It's just so warm and fuzzy, right? We got all of that and so much more in the minutes ahead. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen. You know, I lived during a a really rough stretch in the central part of the United States back in 1993. It was the flood of 93. And I was in graduate school at the University of Missouri in Columbia, Missouri. And the rivers are all around these mid-Missouri communities, and also, of course, St. Louis right there, 
we have flooding levee breaks. It was really tragic. And I was a young reporter. The school owned the NBC station in the community. Mizzou did. And so part of our curriculum, which was great, which makes Mizzou, I think, the greatest broadcasting school there is. You do all the jobs. You are the videographer. You push the buttons. You edit the stories. You shoot the video. You write the you write the stories. You can do the anchoring. You can do all sorts of stuff, producing. One day, in fact, it was my very first live report. And I'm standing out on the road and it's storming and the wind is whipping and it is raining and the story is about this levee that is very precariously close to to breaching so many people in the floodplains got wiped out during the flood of 93 so i'm standing on the side of the road got the live truck next to me i'm connected via this, this cable right and somebody else one of my student colleagues is shooting it and i'm standing there on the six o'clock news it's it's getting kind of dark it's stormy out and the wind blows away all of my papers and i'm like ah so i literally i i had to just go with what i knew and what i knew was in the hour that i had been there the water had encroached within feet of the tires of our truck it made not a sound it is so eerily quiet when flooding enters your universe. It's not a gush. It's not a rush. It's not a gurgle. It's not a wave. It's just this silent encroachment of danger. You know, this is what is going on right now, I believe, this flood of of information, of people who are tired of being lied to, of independent journalists sniffing around for the real story. And that flood is coming towards Joe Biden's universe. It's already encircled him. And there is not a fast enough play to dig ditches or to quickly do some kind of a levee system or get pumping stations going, you know, some kind of a, a framework to mitigate the rush of water that is coming. And they know it. And they are going to go down. And they know that as well. And this, in my mind, reminiscent of standing there on the highway, literally incredulous after fumbling through my first live, like, emergency report, and seeing how quickly it moves, how quietly it moves, and how destructive the water can be, they're in full-out full out panic. Full-out panic. Everything that we noticed yesterday after the news of this impeachment process starting is indicative of this, oh my gosh, we should have cleared out the debris. We should have looked at the dams and the levees. We should have paid more attention to this. Because I don't think they can stop it. I don't think all the lies in the world, all the spreadsheets, PowerPoints, all of that. The begging of the media, you carry our water, you know the deal. I don't believe it can stop this water from overtaking their fortress. I just don't. And it is really incredible to watch.
going back to 1993. The next morning, I had an assignment. There was a local man, a farmer, who was surveying some of the damage because the levee break completely flooded the valley where he lived. And he had secured a boat. And so I met him, got myself into the boat, and he powered me around, motored me around all of these different places where quite literally we're driving through in a boat and the stop sign is just barely peeking out of the water. That is how devastating. I'm talking eight feet of water. Silence. Silent destruction. That is what they're pushing back against. So we had a bunch of ancillary things happen yesterday as they were scrambling in the back rooms to try to dig and build ditches and figure out what the hell they're going to do. How do we detour the water? How do we get it to go somewhere else when it's aimed directly at us? Strange stories, too. Anybody else intrigued that Mitt Romney decided to throw in the towel yesterday? Like all of a sudden, the guy's got this epiphany that he sucks. And he's trying to say it's, you know what, there's a populist wing of the Republican Party. He's not part of that wing. Wait until you hear what he says, because we've got his audio coming up in just a minute. There's this, this wing, he says. It's time for a changing of the guard. Well, the reality is, Mitt, is you know you're going to get Liz Cheney'd. You know that we are done. And all of these things that are coming out, the result of you going along with the Uniparty, being in bed with the Uniparty, doing things that are contrary to good results for we, the people of America, we're done. Period. And we're done with Joe Biden. We're done with all of the lies. We're done with the cover-ups. I'm done with the spokespeople who carry the water. But this story that's going to be coming your way, as we detail exactly what this leaked memo, and Politico got its hands on it, Politico. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a left-wing organization if you have to give it a name. They are not pro-Trump people. With a blistering series of tweets yesterday going through every single item that the Biden administration, Obama administration 3.0, expects the media to, to do, to say, to push back against this congressional oversight. Now, let me ask you this. When you are an honest person, when you are telling the truth, do you feel the need to justify that truth? Or are you confident in it? People can throw stuff at you. Let's go. You, you want to dig? Let's, let's dig. What do you want? Let's talk. It is when you are lying, when you've always been lying, when your whole life has been a lie, that in the 11th hour, as the floodwaters are creeping towards you, you got to start shoveling fast. And that shovel... 14 pages, my friends, and wait until you hear the source material that the White House expects the media to use to turn legitimate congressional investigation into what may well be the most disgusting and despicable chapter of political corruption in American history. I'm going to go with it is. To stop those waters from reaching 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Is it going to work? No. It's not going to work. You can't stop the water. 
it seeks you out and it is coming. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll get into Mitt Romney. I got his audio. That smarmy, sanctimonious son of a gun, right? Let's have a go away party for Mitt Romney. Not going, but go. Go quickly. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. If you pay attention, and I do, one of the feathers in the cap of this administration is this idea of being able to work in a bipartisan fashion. And they use the infrastructure bill as a crowning achievement of the Democrat Party. I think those of us who are paying attention to the infrastructure thing realized what that was. Do we need to make sure that our infrastructure is solid and set and secure so that when the next flood comes, right, or whatever happens, we're ready? Yes, absolutely. We, we agree with that. We need roads and bridges that are safe and strong. We need these things. We need drinking water that is clean. We need systems that function well. And we agree that that needs to be addressed. However, sticking in a bunch of jazz that does nothing for infrastructure just because that's business as usual pisses people off. And so we were very annoyed by this infrastructure thing that Mitt Romney, by the way, heralds himself as being a champion of. In the good old days, Republicans might have been able to work with Democrats. You know, I'm going to go with that ship sailed when they went after Donald Trump and impeached him after wiretapping and making up information about him, lying about him repeatedly, smearing him, et cetera, et cetera, and wasting how many millions of U.S. taxpayer dollars and how many true months of productivity in Congress. Did, did we really make any headway? While Congress was so busy impeaching Donald Trump, of course not. So for for Mitt Romney or anybody on the left, they're one and the same to say that these bipartisan measures of suck, which are trillions of dollars, which, oh, by the way, we're all paying for now. You guys check out the consumer price index, the numbers from yesterday. Inflation isn't transitory, Joe. Hey, Janet. It's not going to just tick up and tick deck, pick, tip, tick back down. Wow, don't try to say that. Mitt Romney wants to say, this is my crowning achievement, infrastructure. This is why it was a delight after I excoriated Utah yesterday and said, I blame you for that loser. You allowed him in. Well, it's almost as though the gods were smiling on me. And they said, you know what? We agree. And Mitt Romney did something that delighted people all across the Fruited Plain by announcing he sadly will not run for re-election in 2024. Now he's going to say it's time for this new wing to take over for these whippersnappers coming up through the ranks. You know, we need new ideas. No, you know that you're going to get clobbered. You voted to impeach Donald Trump, you feckless hack. The ultimate representation of the rich 1%, right? Acting as though he's such a family man and cares about you. No, he doesn't. But these people care about themselves. So I say we need to we need to come up with a go-away party theme for Mitt Romney. As we chew on those details, how about we listen in a little bit to his, his press conference, his announcement yesterday. Because as he says he's stepping aside, he can't resist but take a jab at the wing of the Republican Party called Making America Great Again. Go. 
When you look at the Republican Party, particularly where the House of Representatives is, do you feel like this is a Republican Party that is beholden to former President Donald Trump? Well, there's no question, but that the Republican Party today is, is in the shadow of Donald Trump. Uh, he is the leader of the greatest portion of the Republican Party. Uh, it's a populist, I believe, demagogue portion of the party. Uh, look, I represent a small wing of the party, if you will. I call it the wise wing of the Republican Party. Uh, and uh, I don't believe we're going away. I think ultimately we'll see a resurgence and come back into leadership of the party. Uh, look, uh, my wing of the party talks about policy and about issues that will make a difference to the lives of the American people. The uh, Trump wing of the party uh, talks about resentments of various kind and getting even and, and settling scores and, and revisiting the 2020 election. What are the policies for the future? And my party is only going to be successful getting young people to vote for us if we're talking about the future. And that's not happening so far in that other wing. Wow. The populist demagogue wing of the party. He's the wise wing. He knows better, don't you know? That's code for I'm uniparty scum, right? Demagogue. You know, a political leader who seeks support by appealing to the desires and prejudices of ordinary people rather than by using rational argument. You can word salad your way all you want, Mitt. The fact of the matter is, the question that the reporter asked was stupid. <laughs> but we all know what's going on here. You are woefully unpopular. You were censored in your own state by Utah Republicans. They said you don't represent our values. And you know, there is not a snowball's chance in hell that Utah will rehire you. Period. And so you'll scamper along, go count your millions right after giving fodder to this biden administration to be able to claim oh we're such a bipartisan group of of effective leaders please i thought it was important for you guys to hear that i hope that is the end of our coverage of mitt romney as we begin to compile the list of republicans in name only who need to be excised from the body politic, like cancer from the flesh. These people need to be rooted out, and there needs to be the right kind of therapy around that wound to ensure they are not allowed to regenerate. They are afraid, not just the Democrats, but the complicit Republicans that make up the Uniparty, and they are jumping ship because they know the flood that cometh. Don't doubt me. Coming up next, let's read the White House's talking points, that 14-page memoranda imploring the media to fight back against the impeachment inquiry next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Well, lest there be any confusion out there in the land of the free and the brave and the patriotic and the MAGA, all you domestic extremists, you. If there's any doubt out there that there is this very symbiotic, snuggly, cozy relationship between the uh, left-wing media, the propagandist wing of the Democratic Party, and the Uniparty, well, let's just throw that all aside because this proves it. 
You know that they're worried about the floodwaters when they send out a memo that likely was not supposed to hit the public, right? They send out a memo to news outlets saying, you know, we're the administration. And just so you guys know what our expectation is of you, here are some talking points for you to be able to fight back when House Oversight starts dropping information about Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, their finances, their taxes, their deals. All this stuff that's coming out, that's been out, that they've tried desperately to tell you, there's no evidence of. Well, here is your story. Breaking news. You can't make it up. Joe Biden issues marching orders (laughs) to the media over House impeachment inquiry. Yes, indeed. It's, of course, not Joe Biden. It's Barack Obama. And these are the folks that have been working. They've had a literal war room in the White House, we've understood, where they've been working furiously with with attorneys, et cetera, et cetera, to put together their pushback, their fight back, their defense. What is the defense when somebody accuses you wrongly of lying? You don't need a defense. That's why people who tell the truth don't feel the need to explain their truth. They don't get nervous when asked about their truth. They encourage conversation. They invite investigation. Let's go. Don't tell me I did that. I most assuredly did not. Come on in. Let's find it together. People who lie, people who cheat, steal, people who are dark and corrupt need to have a defense. They have to have a game plan. They've got to have the spreadsheet. They need the quarterback with that little arm thing on that he can look at with all of the plays, right? All right, well, we're going to do a, uh, we're going to get, Brock, give me a popular, like, football football play here. We're going to do a, uh, hey, Kareen, we're going to run a. Uh, uh, an audible? There you go. We're going to play this. We're going to run this play. And we're going to push back against Republicans who just want information. Right? Here we go. Joe Biden has just issued his marching orders to the media over the impeachment inquiry started by Speaker McCarthy and the House Republicans yesterday. The marching orders come in the form of a White House memo, which is posted by a Politico reporter. In short... The White House wants the media to imp- to oppose the impeachment by House Republicans, telling them that uh, just treating it like a process story isn't good enough, meaning they need to fight back. They need to find alternate storylines, right? It's not so much as this is what House Republicans are saying they've discovered. This is the whistleblower who's testified that so-and-so and such-and-such did blah, blah, blah. That's not good enough. We don't want just process reporting. We want a full-scale offense. So what you're telling me is they're running defense, so they're not going to run the prevent defense. They're going to blitz. There we go. So this is it. White House issues memo to U.S. media leaders. Quote, it's time for the media to ramp up its scrutiny of House Republicans for opening an impeachment inquiry based on lies. I'm going to just start with the first five words. It's time for the media. They're obviously in bed. How dare the executive branch try to fiddle with the fourth estate? Remember, 
democracy dies in darkness. Ramp up its scrutiny of House Republicans. So you want us to start going and playing offense against the House who are merely asking for records that the administration refuses to hand over. Again, back to my original question. When you're not hiding anything, you don't need 50 lawyers. You don't need PowerPoints. You don't need a spreadsheet. You don't need diagrams. You have the truth. It goes on to say impeachment is grave, rare, and historic. The Constitution requires treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors, but House Republicans are publicly stating they have uncovered none of these things. Everything is a word game. Everything is going to be a lie, and they are banking on the average consumer of news being beaten by a barrage of no evidence. There's just no evidence. There's no direct evidence. If we say it enough, it becomes the new truth. And it goes on. After nearly nine months of investigating, House Republicans haven't been able to turn up any evidence of the president doing anything wrong. On what planet do you live? Will that be enough to stop the water from flooding in now? The memo goes on to quote numerous Republicans stating there is no evidence to impeach. Of course, this was all old stuff, right? Don Bacon from Nebraska. I think before we move on to an impeachment inquiry, we should eh, there should be a direct link to the president in some evidence. We should have some clear evidence of a high crime or misdemeanor, not just assuming there may be one. How much evidence do you need, guys? Do you need the whistle? Do you need the whistleblowers? Do you need the, the IRS and the FBI whistleblower stepping forward? Now the CIA whistleblower stepping forward. Do, do you need more than that? Do you need the FD 1023? You know, it's that that document that shows exactly who was on the phone with the guy who owns Burisma. Accepting a $5 million bribe, make it 10 because it was half for Joe and half for Hunter. And it's all spelled out in there, right? Was that enough? How about all of the stuff on the laptop? Is that, is that enough evidence? It's not enough evidence, ladies and gentlemen. Remember, because all of that was Russian disinformation. Uh-huh. Now, so we clicked on the actual document, right? And it's 14 pages that has all these appendices and all of these talking points. And this is the title of it. This is what the White House gives the media. This is not This is not a constitutional republic then. We have been overtaken by a communist dictatorship. That is what this says to me. Because in communism, you do not have a free press. You have a press that operates solely to be the mouthpiece of the administration. And if they don't, there is a system of checks and balances, i.e. bribes. You lose your White House privileges. You're not going to be called on. You will be blackballed. Carry our water or else. And that is exactly what this memo says. The title of it, House Republicans are basing their Biden impeachment stunt on false claims that have been repeatedly debunked. You know what a stunt is? A stunt is wiretapping a president and not finding dirt 
in that wiretap. I mean, think about that. Wiretapping a president to get dirt. And then there not being any. So having to hire a guy known for making bogus BS up to create a fake document that alleges fake things so that you can deposit it on the media and they can run with it, all the wrap-up smear. That's called a stunt, Mr. President. That's a stunt. And I'm talking to Barack Obama, by the way, not Joe Biden. A stunt isn't asking questions. A stunt isn't looking into bank records when there's reasonable allegations of fraud. A stunt isn't looking at just the very basics and saying, now, how is it that he's got all these homes and they're worth a lot of money? What is it possible? How is it possible for so many members of Congress on a $170,000 salary, which is a lot of money, to own properties worth millions and millions of dollars and to have portfolios worth tens of millions of dollars. How do you do that? It's pretty nifty. That's a stunt, Mr. President. And then it goes into all of these different things and its contents, breaking down six or seven different Republican claims with CNN and the New York Times and the Washington Post used as source material to fight back against those Republican claims of malfeasance and corruption. I'm sorry, does that really work for you? That's like launching your own investigation into yourself. Really? How about these claims that they want the media to debunk? Republican claim number one, that Joe Biden engaged in a bribery scheme with a foreign national. That didn't happen, they say. Really? Then they go through the facts. And the facts include articles written by the Associated Press and Axios and the Washington Times and NBC and the New York Times. Oh, wait, CNN as well. That's cool. How about number two? Joe Biden as VP got the Ukrainian prosecutor general fired in order to help the company where his son served on the board. I don't know. We've got kind of ironclad proof of that. It's Joe Biden himself being a blowhard. Well, son of a bee. He was fired. I'm going to go with, duh. Well, let's see what they facts show. Years of independent reporting this memo from the White House to the media, including during Trump's impeachment, has found that Victor Shokin was this and this and that. Ladies and gentlemen, one more time. You don't need to put out talking points if you're innocent. You don't. You don't need to gather a team to go on offense when you don't have a need to defend yourself because you're telling the truth. Claim number three, what else are they trying to debunk? That Joe Biden has participated in his family's global business ventures with America's adversaries. Um, hello? 
And then it says the facts again, sourcing all sorts of left wing media as though that should clarify it. Republican claim number four, President Biden is compromised by deals with foreign adversaries and it is impacting his decision making. This is the desperation of realizing that the storm was coming and your ego was too busy self-congratulating, patting on the back to prepare. And now the all-out scramble to create the illusion of a deranged, out-of-control Republican Party packed with MAGA extremists. That's in this letter. Instead of saying, if they were telling the truth, investigate us. Please, let's put the issue to bed once and for all. Oh boy, ladies and gentlemen. But wait, because there's more. John Kirby, Biden spokesperson, on the hot seat in a random act of journalism. Uh, uh, uh. And then the truth, the reality of what life is like in Biden's America, dropped by none other than MSNBC. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. Well, we do have two slices of audio for you right here, and I think this is important. And I want to play, first, I want to play John Kirby. So yesterday, as I believe you've got every faction of the Obama-Biden administration running interference, you have Corrine Jean-Pierre, who's just dullard. It's unfortunate. You've got that little guy, Ian Sams, who believes everybody's a racist and a homophobe or whatever. He's lying on behalf of the administration. You have John Kirby, who's trying to stonewall, deflect, not answer questions. But you also have... Random acts of journalism. And it's not just Peter Ducey in the press pool asking questions, right? Here's some a reporter. I do not know who it is. Asking specifically of John Kirby, White House spokesperson. Why is it that Joe Biden is constantly lying? Why did he have to lie about Why did he have to lie about 9-11? Why did he have to lie and say he was there the next day? That looking at it was like looking through the gates of hell. Why? This is a very interesting question to me. Go. Uh, John, um, in the past couple of weeks, the president has lied about being at ground zero the day after the September 11th attacks, falsely claimed he saw the Pittsburgh Bridge collapse, uh, claimed his grandfather died in the hospital days before his birth. What is going on with the president? Is he just believing things that didn't happen did happen, or is he just randomly making stuff up? The president uh, was deeply touched and honored to be able to spend 9-11 with uh, military members there in Alaska and some families uh, and uh, was, uh, was, was honored by their presence and the chance to make an um, important set of remarks about why we need to continue to remember that day. Um, and he did that. Um, and he spoke about uh, a visit to Ground Zero, which he did participate in, uh, about a week or so after uh, the, the event. Um, and what that looked and what that smelled and what like, like that felt like. Uh, and it had a visceral impact on him as it did so many other Americans on that terrible day. And he's focused on making sure that an attack like that never happens again. Well, that's great, John, but that wasn't the question. See, the question was, is he lying or is he just making stuff up? 
So going the emotional route and trying to create the illusion that Joe Biden just really cares about people when he gives Iran $6 billion on the anniversary, on the 23rd anniversary or 22nd anniversary of 9-11, right? And you're going to try to create this narrative that this guy, he's just, he feels, he really feels because of his own personal struggles. <laughs> John, you suck. Sorry, yo. This is why they need these memos. This is why they're worried. This is why they're trying to remind the media. You work for us. Here's these 14 pages, just in case you forgot how to fight back. What? And another random act of journalism yesterday on MSNBC, on Morning Joe, Joe Scarborough and Mika, blah, 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 talking about something really important to Americans. The safety issues in our communities, particularly in blue-run cities, this blew my mind. Listen. And now we're seeing in Washington, D.C., oh. actually, the Washington Post yesterday reported that there was a sharp rise over the past year in mm -hmm. Washington, D.C., with homicide shootings and armed carjackings really rattling uh, the, the capital of America. According to Metropolitan Police Department data, violent crime is up 39 percent this year, with homicide seeing a 28 percent increase and sexual abuse up six percent meanwhile property crime is also seeing a major increase total theft up 27 percent while motor vehicle theft is up 110 percent but this is not just a washington dc problem new york city saw total crime rising 22 percent between 2021 and 2022 while los angeles saw an 11 percent increase why ever would they cover such a such a story what do those cities all share in common they're all run by 100 percent democrats right so we're at this very interesting crossroads ladies and gentlemen we're standing on that proverbial levy on the one side You've got the White House scrambling, trying to do all the last-minute preparations to make sure that when the water breaches, they've got some kind of an escape path. Where are they going to go? And on the other side, you've got some media actually reporting the truth. Is this going to be a trend? Who's going to carry the water of the administration? Because just like Mitt Romney throwing in the towel because he was flushed out as the rhino hack that he is and he knows he can't possibly be reelected. I think you've got yourself a handful of media operations out there who know. We're on thin ice here. We've been lying for this cat for years. America's ticked off. They want their country back. It's unaffordable. It's unsafe. Are we going to bloviate and carry more of this BS water for the for the left? Oh, boy, ladies and gentlemen. And where is the first fissure going to come through? Don't go anywhere. Our number two of the Wendy Bell radio program. It went from I never to he wasn't in business with him to it's an illusion of access. The whole Biden story. Beautiful. Wait next.